We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. My sweethearts, my darlings, thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day today. So I want to talk about something that's not an easy subject. Death can certainly be very scary, whether we're receiving a daunting diagnosis ourselves, or if someone we love leaves quickly and unexpectedly or slowly deteriorates. Death can be the very hardest aspect of life and not one that's easy to think about or discuss. However, if we have the courage to open our minds and expand our hearts, there can be experiences of hope, grace, a deepening of faith, and a glimpse into the eternal nature of our souls and unfathomable, infinite, unending love. Today, I'm happy to be having a conversation with two remarkable women, one who lost her husband of 25 years and the love of her life to brain cancer, and the other who does something she refers to as writings. She communicates to coma patients and those that have departed this plane of existence, and in fact, communicates and writes with God himself. Her gift provides hope, solace, and clarity to those who are simply curious, those searching for a deeper truth, as well as those who are in the trenches of the dark night of the soul in the throes of deep grief. I'm so honored to be here with Jocelyn Montanero and Catherine Weisenberg. Jocelyn has a bachelor's degree in international studies and a law degree. She was educated on the East Coast and in Europe. For many years, Jocelyn was a lawyer, working with divorcing couples, criminal defendants, and general litigation. She also helped her husband, Kevin, with his legal mediation practice. Jocelyn is a co-author of a book called Beyond Ever After, where she welcomes the reader into the story of her life just before and after her husband's death. We're also here with Catherine Weisenberg. Catherine has a unique ability to communicate and dialogue with God, coma patients, and those on the other side of the veil. Catherine refers to her communications as writings. They're beautiful in their imagery and metaphor, often involving themes of growth, interpersonal relationships, and life's challenges. Catherine's intention is to serve others by facilitating the transmission of spirit, wisdom, healing energy, and the messages of eternal love. So thank you, ladies, for saying yes to a second conversation with, with us here on Empower Radio. Well, thanks for having us. So, Catherine, why don't we just start with where and how you first discovered this gift of yours? Well, I was in graduate school, the cosmic joke of the universe, studying communication. So I got an advanced degree really quickly and something they couldn't teach me about in the university. And I just started receiving these sort of cryptic messages um, and I would be told to go up and say them to complete strangers. And uh, I would be horrified and embarrassed. And I would um, find, be like, say it, say it, say it. So I'd go up to people in restaurants and having their lunch and say, excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt, but, you know, the blue car under the trundle bread or whatever it might be in the People would look at me and they'd start crying and the people with them would look like, what's going on? And I would be so horrified to be like, okay, bye. They'd be like, wait, <laughs> come back. 
Um, I was very alarmed by this um, and uh, actually thought I was losing my mind, although I knew that I could not get strangers to collude with me, complete strangers in my delusions. So um, it was very uh, upsetting at first. And in time, uh, I had a friend, a colleague uh, in my graduate program, whose um, mother said, hey, you know, this is gifted the spirit, you know, this is from God. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Um, but um, she said, well, I have these two priests that are also psychologists. Why don't you talk to them? And I did. And they said, oh, well, how do people react? And I said, you said negatively or positively. I said positively. It makes sense to them. And they said, well, if you see you judge these things by the fruits of their uh, by their fruits. And if you see that it's helpful for people, you know, it's from God. And if you see anything dark coming, you know, it's not, and you should stop. And I thought, stop. I mean, I didn't even, it was spontaneous in the beginning to get my attention, I guess. So, mm-hmm. and that's been 32 years ago. And now we are, uh, you know, rolling, I'm rolling into 32 years of sharing this gift and being blessed and blessing others so yes and I appreciate it so much yes I loved your God writings in the book it's like it resonates so deeply as truth with a capital T so um, I just it's so beautiful it doesn't sound like it came from a thinking mind a conscious thinking mind but something definitely deeper inside of you that you're just like channeling Yeah, your soul resonates when it hears truth. It knows truth. Yes. Yeah, there's that recognition. And so now, Jocelyn, um, I know you were a skeptic and um, your husband was very spiritual, but you were a a very uh, left brainer, very skeptical. What are your thoughts now or do you believe in uh, God or a higher power? Where are you with this? Well, of course I do. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't mean to say that glibly, but there's there's no way that you could have this experience and not believe um, in a divine creator. I mean, there's no way that Catherine could have this gift uh, that any of this is possible without that. And so when you've had such an overwhelming direct experience about the existence of something, you you can't deny that it's there and you wouldn't want to. I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled that I know that there's a higher power and that there's a new life. And I, I'm, I'm thrilled. And it's, it's, um, so yes, all, all that has shifted completely for me. I, I'm so happy to hear that because to me, yeah, if you don't have that, it's like, this would be hell. I mean, it, it seems like this would be hell without that hope and without understanding of that deeper or higher truth. So it's it's wonderful that you've opened your mind and heart to this possibility. Well, and I think it also makes your the daily life, you know, not such a, a hell, you yes. know, because I because I know, you know, even when I screw up or whatever, um, or I make bad choices, you know, I'm I'm okay in the larger scheme of things. I'm okay. I'm a human being. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to make bad choices. I'm designed to do all that stuff. Right. I'm not going to kick myself over it, but I'm going to learn from it and just try every day to be a little bit of a better person. And in large part, that's, I mean, how I just think that how we're meant to be, but it's also because, you know, I know that there's, you know, that this isn't just it, you know, and it makes you want to 
be more connected and, you know, have more love out there, you know, give it all out more. Mm. I completely agree. I think we, we would all do well to lighten up and enjoy the journey a little bit more and not take it so seriously. It's temporary and uh, we might as well enjoy the journey, you know, relax and enjoy the journey. Well, and when things, you know, and also it gives you hope. So when things, I mean, there's a lot of things in the world today that, you know, people are are scared and worried about, you know, viruses and, you know, mm. political tensions, all kinds of things. And, um, but, you know, knowing that everything is really okay in the larger picture, you know, gives you hope that you can get through whatever's happening and come out okay on the other end. Yes, that's absolutely right. And and uh, to me, I'm pretty faith based and pretty spiritual. And the book t- took me deeper. And I love being in the deep end of the pool. And I think whether you're uh, new to this whole spiritual thing or you're a, a master in it, uh, I think this book will resonate and uh, open you up even wider and help you go even deeper and higher. So I just loved it so much. You guys work very well together as a team. And I just um, I'm grateful you said yes to this. It's also a, a lot of the, I mean, the book talks about and uh, we share the experience of different levels of consciousness. And I know consciousness is like a buzzword now, but um, there's examples of obviously Kevin's consciousness is not localized. I'm able to tap into it even 2,000 miles away. Our consciousness is not just living in our head, you know. And also there's a, um example in the book where Kevin um, knows something that's going on about a joke Jocelyn sending. And he's aware of things in um, without being present. And I've had so many instances with people who have passed away when their loved ones uh come for a session where they tell them exact dialogue verbatim Mm -hmm. that they were saying at their deathbed. So I also want to be sure people know that if someone is in a coma, you know, and the doctors and nurses say, talk, we think they can hear you. They can hear you. Mm -hmm. So I would really encourage people um, for that knowing that even though it seems as if nothing's getting in, that our consciousness, our hearts, our heads have so many more sensors than we know of now um, uh, and can be activated. And then surely the consciousness we share with our loved ones through our heart-to-heart connection after they go. Um, So consciousness is a much more fluid construct than many of us have been taught to think or believe. We are much more powerful in that way and not in a dominating way. Consciousness is so much more fluid. We are so much more powerful and um, empowered radio. Of course, we are each our own satellite broadcast and receiving system it's much more fluid than we think and our 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 brains our mind that apparatus and our hearts are much more expansive and connected than uh, many of us were ever taught to believe 
I absolutely believe that's true. We're so much more powerful than we think. So, Catherine, in working with people, it sounds like you have very specific and individualized um, conversations with certain people. But do you also see any common themes that seem to come up or emerge in your writings with people that have transitioned? Um, absolutely. Uh I would say as themes, um, they're more concerned about the people that are left behind, not in a worried way, but in a reassuring way. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had, uh, let's say, young, mo- uh, young mothers pass, different kinds of people. Sometimes they want to give directions for how to handle um, their children or, you know, sometimes in sudden death situations, people didn't have the time to articulate. This is what I'd like. This is what I want. So um, they really tend to come back and share very direct directions about things. Um, and so also, I would say sometimes people you know, we all hear that at the end, love is the only thing that matters and, you know, you can't take it with you. And that is so true. And some people, for example, in our book, Beyond Ever After, Kevin was very uh, sure about transmitting his credo for life to his children. And at the end, I asked Jocelyn, I said, well, did you know this about Kevin? And she said, well, no, I didn't really know. He had a brother who died as a teenager of the same kind of brain cancer that Mm -hmm. Kevin died uh, at 59. So people want to transmit their values. Sometimes they want to say where something they want something to go to a specific person. So, Mm -hmm. you know, unfinished little tidying up, I think. That can happen. But overall, you're going to be fine. You're mm-hmm. going to get through this. Mm-hmm. This is going to be okay. Reassuring their loved ones will be together. Um, you can get through this. I believe in you. Things like that. It's never, um, it's never, I would say, and I'd say the most powerful theme that comes through is they always, like with Jocelyn and the surgeon, they always say things to the person so they know that they heard them, often recounting some fragment or part of a deathbed conversation, mm-hmm. which in and of itself may not be that um significant. But for example, I had a woman who who died very young uh, with two small children suddenly and and they had to take her off life support. And, you know, for me, uh, I'm talking to people mostly after that Mm -hmm. has occurred. And uh, the woman said to them, like the first thing she said, why didn't you just cut my hair. And I was doing a session with the mother and the best friend of the woman who had passed and they started crying. And I always think, well, you know, they're talking to somebody who's dead. So that's not a surprise. And they said that on her deathbed, um, when she was, you know, hooked up to the ventilator and everything, 
they said, well, she probably want us to cut her hair because they said she was a kind of a woman who, you know, those ladies who always are doing their own hair. And the mother and the best friend had this conversation in the room with the uh, lady on the ventilator before as they were just, you know, deciding, do we take her off? All kinds of things. So it seems like an innocuous statement. But what it meant is she not only heard all their I love you's, all their goodbyes, all this, but she even heard that something so mm-hmm. significant that you couldn't make that up. You know, why right. didn't you just cut my hair? So they always send some sort of a verbal description or some message that lets the person know ah, it's really them. It's yes. really them. So- and I would imagine uh, that provides you know, that's why they cry, provides great solace. And I know you had a lot of experiences of that yourself, Jocelyn, with Catherine's writings. Yeah, she says that in writing the book, because she took a, a, a month off and did nothing but cry and write and cry and write and cry and write. Right. So she had um, definitely uh, took, you know, was able to share her grief. So, Catherine, what would you say... It was, it's like, can you, can you share with us what it's like in the afterlife? Just a small question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just wrap that one up, right, Forrest? <laughs> um, well, here's what I would tell you. Uh, a couple different things. First off, uh, I always say it's not like we all go into the same car wash, spick and span. We all get scrubbed up and come out like uniformed little afterlife robots. <laughs> what it's like when we're here, whatever we believe we're going to receive. So in our book, Kevin shares his who greeted him at, in his death, which was Jesus. But he was a Christian and he believed in Jesus. So that was no big surprise. A Buddhist is not probably going to be greeted by Jesus. Um, however, also, the time dimensional thing here, we're so linear. We get up, we, you know, brush our teeth. Everything happens to us in sequential order. For them in the afterlife, they're not temporally, uh, spatial, temporally anchored like we are here. So they can think a thought and they can be multiple places at many times. There is no, um, no barrier here. If I want to go on a vacation and I want to go to Aspen, let's say I have to get on a plane and get there. There you just think it not in a ghost way, not in a possession way, but also spirits like to have experiences. So sometimes they can attach to the cat mm-hmm. or not take over, not possess, but have that sensory experience. And also it has a lot to do with this idea of we don't have the kinds of barriers that we have here. Right. Um, we don't we don't have to pay a mortgage. We don't have to do those kinds of things. And we're light and we are part of this loving expansion here. We kind of live under this um I would say illusion and I fall prey to it too as a human that we're separate mm-hmm. there. They don't have to separate. They don't have to have an ego or an identity, although they retain their identity, they retain their soul essence and signature. But can you imagine that being in this love stew that's so much greater than anything, you know, 
one of us can do, uh, you know, two or more are gathered in his name, regardless of your uh, religious uh, beliefs. When love gathers itself in greater numbers in souls awakened, um, that is, you know, that's why you hear ecstasy and bliss and all those things. Well, it, it does sound pretty great. I'm not going to deny it. It feels sometimes like being human is it's so clumsy. It's so awkward and it's, it can be very annoying. I don't like going to the airport. I don't like to have to get on that airplane and just like it's annoying to be. Right. I think that their essence is is light and it's probably much more natural, you know, and I've heard people say that have had near death experiences. It's more it's it's more real than this. This reality, right. they can compare them when they have the near-death experience and come back. Right. It's like, that was even more real than this. Right. And it sounds, it sounds really lovely, and I, I really appreciate everything you're sharing about it as well, and it resonates as truth. Yeah. Well, I th- had what I think was a near-death or an out-of-body. I have no idea when I was 18. And I can tell you that I am not afraid of death at all. I mean, I don't want the painful or the long-protracted aspect of it but it was bliss it was ecstasy it was Mm -hmm. elation and um and even having my daughter you know there's nothing that i've ever experienced in this life that's even come close to that right so that's wonderful and and here's a quote from your book um beyond ever after Life is a journey, but death is not the final destination, nor does the journey end at death itself. Though we may indeed question what lies beyond death's shore, we can trust the journey continues. We do not fall into an abyss of nothingness at the edge of our physical life. Each loving experience and exuberant moment we have lived is etched upon our heart. Even in death, those who have been our guiding light and love force of connection and direction don't stop being our true north. The journey continues soul to soul, heart to heart, love to love, ever eternal and infinite. I love that part of the book. I love that part of the book, too. It just makes me want to take a deep breath and just relax into that because it it resonates again so deeply as truth. So is there anything else that uh, you guys want to share to support people in opening their minds and hearts to this deeper reality and truer truth of our soul's eternal nature? Um, well, just just what you were talking about earlier, just that they're there, that they're still with us. I mean, I can't reiterate that enough. I I. I, you know, as a, I mean, my husband was only 59 when he died and, um, to go through the next years with a single mom with a, my youngest son had just turned 13 when he died and face all that on my own was, was really hard. But knowing that I really wasn't alone, you know, made it, made it better. And I know we've, we've talked about this several times over the interview, but just, just know that they're that they're still with you and that that they still love you and that they're still supportive and and that when you have problems they worry about them and that when you're doing great they're cheering you on and that they're, that they're just still with you yeah and there's nothing more important than that or more comforting than that from my perspective so we just have a minute left here so where can people connect with you Jocelyn and Catherine and where can they get a copy of your book 
Well, our book, uh, Beyond Ever After, A Heart-to-Heart Journey Through Death in the Afterlife, is available as an e-book or paperback on Amazon, so you can order it on Amazon. Um, also, our website, uh, beyondeverafter.com, beyondeverafter.com. We uh, have uh, the ability to send us messages. Uh, we have a submit a, your story option on there. Uh, we also have some speaking events that we do. So we're out and about um, launching our book and sharing it with other people. And uh, we're open to people who would like us to speak. Uh, so we're um, you can also reach out to the email um, at our website, beyondeverafter.com, to let us know about those opportunities, because, of course, we uh, want to share and spread this message of love and trusting your own heart to heart and direct experience. And yes. that's really we want to be of greater service to to our readers. Well, I, I perceive both of you as uh, lighthouses and shining your love brightly in the world and really encouraging other people to trust that and do that for and within themselves. Because as you had said earlier, um, we're all so much more powerful than we think. We have so much more power and so much more important than we can possibly consciously understand. So to me, that's that's the point, you know, going deeper in our heart connections and our awareness of our importance from the perspective of the divine in the universe. And love is the most powerful thing. So and it is. never and it never dies ever. And it never dies. And that's, it can be hard to wrap our mind around that, you know, and, and I think just going deeper in our um, hearts and aligning with our soul is how we can have more of that experience. Absolutely. I'm just so grateful to both of you ladies, and I'm sorry you've had to go through what you've had to go through, Jocelyn. My heart just opens immensely for you in compassion and respect, and I'm just so grateful you guys connected in the big wide world and you've said yes to creating this book together and said yes to this conversation with us today. And I just feel abundantly blessed by your presence. Thank you again for having us. Yes, you guys are beautiful souls and I'm so, so grateful for you. And to my friends and uh, guests and listeners, just thank you so much for allowing Empower Radio to be a part of your day. You're my heart. You're my meditation. You're my prayers. And I want to hear from you, TammyBPhD.com. And just know that you matter so much, so much, and that we are so, so grateful for you. So God bless you. Take good, gentle care of yourself. And let's continue the conversation and go higher in our ability to give love, share love, and be love. Take good care of yourself. Onward and upward. Bye for now.